Cinnabuds receives support from Associated Bank and Eyes on the Lake, Eye Care and Eyewear. Cinnabuds, Cinnabuds, two buddies talking about cinema. Hey, welcome to Cinnabuds. Cinnabuds. I'm your host, Dory Zori from Radio Milwaukee. And I'm substitute co-host Dwellifant, a.k.a. Mr. Dory, sitting in for Christopher Thunder Pollard. <laughs> and on this week's Cinnabuds, we watched... Across the Spider-Verse. Ooh. It's not a scary movie. I don't know why I did it that way. What's up, danger? Miles! Want to get out of here? Oh! When? So wait a minute. There's an elite crew with all the best spider people in it? Uh, who's the new guy? This is unbelievable. This is the lobby. Miguel O'Hara. The whole thing was his idea. What's a guy got to do to join this spider team? You can never be part of this. All right. What a fun movie this was. Miles Morales catapults across the multiverse where he encounters a team of spider people charged with protecting its very existence. But then when all the heroes clash on how to handle a new threat, Miles must redefine what it means to him to be a hero. You think that that it pretty much encapsulated it? Yeah, that and just visually stunning. Un, I've never seen a movie like this. In fact, well, the first in this series was very visually stunning as well. But why was this next level to you? Should we talk about that now or save it for the podcast? Well, we could just what's your high level thoughts? Uh, they took full advantage of being animators and made maybe the most visually stunning superhero movie and possibly animated movie I've ever seen. I would totally agree. I mean, the fact that they were able to. Um, use so much different um, animation across the different universes, but still the story had so much heart. They didn't rely on the fact that it just visually looked cool. The story was beautiful too. Yeah, you're invested in the story. You're invested in their the characters. But the whole time, I was just leaning on the edge of my seat, just blown away by what they were doing creatively, visually, artistically. It was just beautiful. And we treated ourselves. We saw this movie in a theater the way it was intended to be seen on a ginormous screen. Yeah, we had no choice. The Spider-Verse knows what's up. They're like, (laughs) come see us on a big screen. (laughs) I mean, I think both of us were smiling the whole time. We were laughing. I had some moments where I was tearing up. Mm -hmm. But, you know, the story is a continuation of the first Spider-Man multiverse story. And it's the second in what seems like almost a trilogy. Uh, it better be. <laughs> <laughs> it left on a big cliffhanger, much like Empire Strikes Back. Spo- spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. We're not going to tell you what the cliffhanger is. Nope. But two hours and 30 some minutes in the theater went by so quick for me. It was not long enough. No, because they have a whole resolution to get to in the next two hour and 30 minute movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I don't know. Do you know any details about when that's coming out? I mean, I'm getting ahead of myself. Yeah, Some people don't. haven't even seen Let's this Let's focus yet. on this one. Let's get the people in theater seats for this one. And then we can all reconvene online and talk about what we think is going to happen next. You are so smart. <laughs> April showers bring May flowers, potholes, and flat tires. If you've been saving up for a rainy day, those days are here. 
If you're in need of a more reliable ride, donate your old one to Radio Milwaukee. Did you know? A single vehicle donation can be almost three times as valuable as a single cash donation. Think of it as a financial super bloom for this public radio station. Learn more by going to RadioMilwaukee.org slash cars. We're back with Dwellophant, my co-host for the day, sitting in for Kay Polly while he is off on his honeymoon, I guess. He's, he's honeymooning in the multiverse, yeah, weirdly which, enough. Which one, though? He's just pointing at, uh, for all you Spider-Man fans, um, no, everyone's seen this meme. Spider-Man's pointing at each other. That's yes. Christopher on his honeymoon is just pointing <laughs> at other Christophers from other timelines. This movie, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, had over 240 characters Six different universes and behind the scenes, a thousand plus people working on this movie, which I found out was the most people working on a movie ever in history of movies. Yeah, I if I'm Sony, Mm -hmm. I'm just going to stop paying my CEO, my executive board and give all that money to those animators. They deserve it. They deserve every dollar Sony has for this. It was so beautiful. It was so well done. The credits should like obviously the voice talent needs to have their credits but every animator should have got just a moment a split second on that screen large and in charge because it it's truly that beautiful well let's get into that a little bit so how they did this was each multiverse had a different vibe to it um it starts off with like a renaissance era like you're peeking into the sketchbook of da vinci with that, I forgot what the character's name is, but the bad guy yeah. that shows up right in the beginning. So they have, they establish like, you know, because uh, it's Gwen's world we start in. Oh, and that's right. We yeah, do start in we Gwen's start in world. Gwen's world. And the, I got to say, like the colors, the way they would just contrast colors in each scene, they weren't, they weren't hung up on like getting perfect skin tones. And those would be a very green background with her dad talking and she's in purple. It was just gorgeous. And a lot of it reminded me of like old, Glenn Barr paintings and comics like a Detroit painter from like I, I found in like the early 90s um, in Gwen's world yeah how it was drawn yeah just the style the way like look him up some of his his stuff he had, he did some comic work back in the day too that was just beautiful um but and then when the the multiverse starts opening up and this renaissance era oh. sketch it looks like Michelangelo's Vitruvian man I think that's what it's called mm-hmm. and he just and the whole time he's he's just like on parchment paper he's like an ink drawing but he's animated and this was the first 5 to 10 minutes of the yeah. movie action packed beautiful from the moment that Gwen's universe opened up it was very hers was very kind of impressionistic kind of like watercolor painting and the yeah. one thing about her universe that i really loved was the vibe of like what the background was doing was almost reacting to her story and, and her, her trauma feelings. and her successes, her feelings. Yeah, like the the final confrontation with her dad in that that opening part as she's talking to him and like getting frustrated, like just the colors. They didn't worry about drawing a perfect background. They just, it was very like, here's the feeling. And I think that's when you and I both were just like started leaning forward in our seats because we're like, <laughs> right. what is what are our eyes experiencing right now? It's so clever to use animation in this way. Like, you know, you always think in an animated movie, you can go into all these different make believe worlds because it's easy to draw them and make them up. But this movie really took animation to the next level for me with how not only there were so many different styles of animation throughout the film, but how they used color too. whereas 
you know, if you didn't know what they were saying, you could almost get the vibe by yep. the colors that were being drawn. If good things or bad things were happening. And it's a, it is not an easy task to blend multiple distinct styles in anything. And at no point did it seem awkward or like shoehorned in. It, right. all, it all felt perfect. It could have been a super hot mess, truly. But so as an artist yourself, as Dwellophant, like... You know, you had the the film person, the story guy watching the movie. But as an artist, were you like inspired by what you saw? I there were points where I just thought like what was happening was so beautiful. I wanted to cry like because I just it's like the thing you dream of being able to do yourself. Some of the stuff you can kind of recognize, maybe the, the brushes they're using, the tools, but like just the the combination of all of it. It was just, uh, I don't know, like, I think every artist that goes and sees this should should feel like just overwhelmed with joy at what's going on, even in the most subtle moments of the movie. For the uh, Marvel Comics fans and the Spider-Man fans, um, we had some return characters from the first movie. Um, obviously, there was um, Shamik Moore playing Miles Morales, and you said uh, Gwen Stacy's back, Haley Steinfeld, right? Her mm -hmm. voice. Yeah. Um, her universe, we talked a little bit about what that looked like. What about um, what anything stand out for you with Miles's universe? I mean, it's it was very cool to me how they jumped from hers to his, how visually it felt like a different world. And just the the way the family dynamic is set up. And they, again, like the voice cast in this is just all of your favorite people. Like, and I think that's why my heart's like warming up as I'm watching it too. Because I'm like, oh, Brian Tyree Henry. I love Brian Tyree Henry. <laughs> so it was one. And just, but making the movie, like having he, him be the sort of central focus of mm -hmm. this story is great. Because I think just like there's a lot of people that really want a Miles Morales Spider-Man in the MCU. And I'm like, this is kind of the best one. I don't know if it gets any better than this. Yeah. Well, I mean, the first one kind of, he's the hero of that movie, right? And the second movie opens up with him almost unaffected by the Spider-Man stuff that he has to do now, right? Like yeah. catching pickpocketers and, you know, the crime. He's bored by it almost. And, like I mean, he's not challenging. He doesn't feel like he's doing enough to help and like people. Hilariously texting his family while he's fighting crime <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because they don't know that he's Spider-Man yet. Yeah, spoiler. And spoiler alert. <laughs> okay, another um, another fun universe. The punky New London character. Yeah, there were more Spider-Men and women than I knew mm -hmm. in this movie. There were so many. Like. I think almost a hundred in that final scene. Yeah. Final ish scene. Um, but yeah, and I think that was Daniel Kaluuya. It was. Um, which again, like, could you possibly get any more of the best? And they did. Like truly everyone in this movie is just like A plus talent, A plus talent. A can't think of a better way to better set of voices to associate for your favorite spider people yeah. if you're a little kid. And punk rock Spider-Man made me really happy because it made me think of a lot of my classic, like, favorite albums and um, posters of gritty. the 70s, gritty punk rock. Think of, like, Sex Pistols or Clash cover albums. That's oh, what yeah. that animation looked it was like. It like, Xeroxed and his stress, and he's got his, like, spikes and his leather. Like, And he had, like, torn paper edges, so he's walking through this world 
like a punk rock flyer attached to a, a style of art that isn't matching him, you know, but it was so cool to have him just be him. Who makes those decisions in movies? Is that the art director? Is that the producer, the director? That's above my pay grade. I don't, <laughs> I don't think it's the producer. I'm sure it's whoever's in the art department, you know, and working with the directors as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's I think it's easy to have the idea, but to nail it in the in the follow through. Yeah. That's the real magical thing. So let's just all, go see this movie, give it all your money, give it all the <laughs> awards if that's what you need. You were talking about the different um spider men and women and characters from other universes. We had uh India Spider-Man. We had a pregnant Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. Spider-Woman played by Issa Rae. She was Jessica Drew. Oh, my gosh. That was so fun. She comes in on, maybe you see her first on a motorcycle, and she's clearly she like eight months pregnant. And just like representation in this movie is so exciting. She was, and she was just casually throwing her mic or motorcycle around like a weapon. Right. She was still being a super boss lady. She had that pregnancy strength. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I got to say, too, there were also, there are three, you know, us being here on a radio station, mm -hmm. three music cameos in this movie. Oh, yeah. Ziggy Marley. That's right. uh, Metro Boomin was in it. He was very tertiary background, but uh, Donald Glover. Oh, yeah. But the real Donald Glover. A non-animated Donald Glover appears in the movie. And again, like bringing live action into an animated thing. We've seen it before, but it this is the first time I can recall in recent years seeing live action like in a fully animated world and have it not look corny or cliche or like I'm on a blue screen. Right. It was just set up there for a minute. We got to see him and it just kind of was like a little nod to what might be to come, which Mm -hmm. I heard there is a spinoff in the works called Spider Women with just women from this universe on the way. But pay pay those animators. Oh, my gosh. I'll see that in in a hot minute. Back to the music, though. Um, Songs from Future, James Blake, Offset, Nas, 21 Savage, all in this movie. Um, so great music, actual musicians, but the social commentary was pretty great as well. With all the social commentary, with everything they do, that's like the message, the story, the representation, such a beautiful job of not forcing it. You know, it just, it all makes sense. Like all the best art, all the best music you walk, whether they say it literally or they do something that suggests it, you walk away and you just, you have a better understanding of how things maybe should be. Yes. It's an art form in itself, really, to be subtle. One of the things I thought was cool in Gwen Stacy's room, not only was there a pride flag, but also a poster on her wall that said trans lives matter. And it was just a background, maybe gives you some insight into who she is as a character, but also it's that social commentary and representation that's just there for you to notice or not notice. Plus, she's young and the young people are all right. The young people, it does make me feel, (laughs) the young people make me feel like things could be all right. Yeah. So Um, what what else did you like about the movie? Oh, so I think it's the the art. I mean, visually, I've never seen anything like that before. If I could have seen a picture of myself watching it, I'm sure I was smiling the whole time. Like we said, you and I were literally on the ends of our seats. But I really think that I don't. I know Spider-Man, right? But I don't have all those comics and I don't have all the different versions with the different spider spider folks throughout the multiverse. Mm-hmm. 
but I didn't feel like I was ever missing out on anything. Yes, I saw the previous movie and that did help a little bit, but you don't have to see the previous one to to enjoy this. Yeah. And I just was visually, it was just incredible. Like I want to see it a thousand more times because I know each time I will see something different mm-hmm. as a lover of art, but a non-artist myself, I think that was just the most impressive thing to me is just how this movie looked. When I, I think what you touched on there is very important for anybody who is like, oh, I didn't see the first one or I didn't, I don't know anything about Spider-Man's. <laughs> um, you, can, you don't need to. The, the way that they write these movies, they don't, it's not like all the Marvel movies where, oh, well, it would help if you watch these 13 series and 19 films right. before you come here. Or here's an obscure reference we're never going to talk about ever again. This one's like, all you need to know is there are a lot of universes. There's a superhero that has some sort of spider theme mm-hmm. to it in every universe, and they all are crossing paths. Yeah. And it, it's shenanigans. It is shenanigans. I, were you embarrassed when I um, got excited at the a- end and yelled out spider pig, and you're like, um, that's spider ham. I, I was not embarrassed, <laughs> but spider ham is one of my favorites because I like all the absurd things in mm-hmm. life. So fair spider pig, but I think that was also a Simpsons reference. It was. And that's probably why that was in my head as opposed to spider ham, because half the things I say in life are from the Simpsons and the other half is a Saturday Night Live sketch. But you know that. (laughs) I do know that. You live with me. (laughs) So I loved all the powerful female characters very much in this. I think, you know, of all ages, I want to bring everyone I know to this movie and just experience it with them. Kind of like going to a concert that you know is going to be really great. Finding joy and watching other people see this movie for the first time is it brings me joy. So I, you know, maybe you could get a team of people together who've never seen it before. I will go see this with you and just like watch you guys watching the movie, and that will make me just as happy. Yeah, I mean, everybody should go once. Truly, go once and just if you can in a theater. Yeah, if you can afford it, if you have the time, you have the capability, go to a theater, see it once, it and just experience it. Don't worry if you don't know who the characters are, who's playing. Don't overthink it. Just um, like let it. It truly just washes over you because it's just. And at the end of that two and a half hour movie, you'll it won't feel like two and a half hours. It won't feel like work. You'll feel like you want more. Yeah. Um, and then go a second time so you can like look in all the corners and all the backgrounds and see all the things that are going on that you I know for sure I missed a ton of stuff. I think one of the things that I really hang on to when we were walking home from this movie, you had said something about all the MC movies should be made like this. And at one point I was instantly like, but I love like the live action and what would Iron Man be without Robert Downey Jr.'s face attached to it. But movies like this have really started changing my mind on how I can enjoy these stories that are so beloved. And I, I mean, yes, I love seeing the real life action movies too, but if some of these movies were written and produced and drawn like Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, they wouldn't be just okay Marvel movies. They would be amazing Marvel movies. Yeah. Do you know anything about the team that put these together, the directors or the writers? Well, yeah, they, I mean, there's, hold on, I have to, let me go to my resources here. I mean, Lord and Miller were two of the writers on it, and they've written the Lego movie, 21 and 22 Jump Street, which are. Oh, those are great. Yeah. I mean, they've, that's the thing with these movies is they're, so there's a team of, Three people credited as writer, I think three people credited as director, and they've all done stuff that you can see like that makes sense. Like Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, one of the most underrated 
yes. animated movies. That sense of humor is there, that playfulness, the just the quirky designs choices, you know. So you see that thread running through everything they do, and it's obvious why they were attached to this project. I think playful movies like this and movies that appeal to all age groups are few and far between. Like This is a movie you could really just go see with your older parents, with your peers, or if you've got young ones in your life. It's There's just something for everyone in this movie, and there's not a lot of movies, I feel, that really do it as well as Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse did. Yeah, and I while I'm, I also got a shout out, I'm going to say the names. Hopefully I don't get it. Joaquin Dos Santos, Kemp Powers, and Justin K. Thompson are all credited as directors. With that many animators, that much story, I'm sure you it has to be a team effort. But mm-hmm. just wonderful job across the board for everyone in charge of this thing. <laughs> yeah. One of the other things that stood out to me that I learned right after we saw the movie is that the um, – I believe it was the writers – who saw a video on TikTok, maybe, that a 14-year-old kid made, Preston Mutanga. I hope I'm saying that name right. He did a sequence. uh, His part of the movie was a sequence on Earth in 13122, the Lego universe part. He had an animated um, thing he did that he put on TikTok. The writers saw that and then hired him, and he was the one who animated that section of the movie. <laughs> Fourteen amazing. years old. Can you Good. imagine getting that call? Um, I would have. I would have pooped <laughs> <laughs> with excitement, as yeah, opposed to the bad kind of pooping. I would have screamed. I I would have freaked out. I don't know though, because when you're a little kid, you don't sometimes don't have a concept of how not normal something like that is. At fourteen, though. I yeah, I would have geek. I mean, you're gonna geek out regardless, but yeah. it's just. I mean, that's amazing. Well, that's every kid's dream, right? You're making videos nowadays and you're putting them online and you're hoping the right people will see them, not only maybe to get a lot of people viewing it or it goes viral, but never in a million years, I'm sure this kid thought that he would end up making a sequence in this movie based off his Twitter video with Legos. No, and I hope I hope as he gets older, we get to see like his movie eventually. Yes. That would be so cool. This would be the start for him. I love that. There is a favorite quote that I had that I wrote down uh, with the Spider-Man in India where um, I think it was, who was it? Was it um, Miles said something about liking chai tea? And he's like, chai tea? Chai means tea, boo. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, oh my gosh, how much, how many times in life have I been like, I'd like a chai tea, please. Yeah. So I also learned something and maybe makes me a better world citizen. Oh, man. You know, for someone who um, has such a fear of spiders in real life, I just adore all the Spider-Man movies. Yep. Is that do. weird? I don't. I think you're working some stuff out. I am. <laughs> Thanks to the Spider-Verse. Uh, any other standouts for you from this movie? I know we talked a little bit about the animation and the voices behind it and the music. What no, else? I, I mean, I just I can't say enough. It's just layers upon layers of joy and perfection and delight like really if you're you don't have to be an artist it was a bonus for me just because i mean i'm old i've seen a lot of art Mm -hmm. and and anytime i see something that just like strikes me as so new and different and like a fresh experience like but but it was from start to finish there's just not a moment where i wasn't 
fully engaged in what was happening. And I know we're not the only ones that feel that way. This movie made more money in the first 12 days than the previous uh, animated film did in its run. So that is super duper impressive. I know, but I hate when people talk about money. No offense. (sighs) All right. Box office is not a good way to measure if a movie's good. That is very true. Well, then let's just segue into our other favorite segment. <laughs> what else are we watching? Uh, Speaking, you know, we're going to cross a multiverse into uh, the bear. Ooh, from um, spiders to bears. Yeah. So Iowa Debris, who is in um, Across the Spider-Verse, she's a character Glory at right early on in the movie. Um, she's also Sydney on the bear. And season two is fully released and... Again, not hyperbole. I think this is one of my favorite shows ever. Why is it your favorite show ever? For Explain it first in ways for people who have never watched The Bear, what makes it special. Okay. So The Bear, at its core, is about a couple of family members who come back together. and In one, Chicago, which is in fun. In Chicago. One of them is a professionally trained and accomplished chef. He and his cousins and um, are sort of running um, the... Italian beef sandwich mm-hmm. shop that his late uh, brother late brother mm-hmm. owned and it's it's just sort of that experience like them it's truly about grief and also working in the restaurant industry but it's such a it's not a pretentious show in any way it is very much it's like a hard working show every relationship feels real and natural when they want you to feel a tense situation i mean it is they're very good at they that. They are very good at that. But there are beautiful, mo- gentle moments between people, moments where you see people growing, finding their passion. It feels like a very human experience. It feels like there's just a bunch of cameras following real people around that work in the food industry. And we're just lucky enough to see yeah. their stories unfold. Also, between these human stories and these great character development plots there are incredible shots of food food being prepared food being talked about food being served and eaten and it just i can't watch it without having some kind of snack to eat along with it i don't know if that's just me do you ever get hungry when we're watching the show all the time (laughs) all the time we burned through six episodes in one night last night yeah they're they're not long episodes 30 minutes yeah but it is um, it's not I would say like little kids don't need to watch this, even though it has an adorable title. Yeah, um, I don't think it's a movie for kids. But it is. I just think show, um, you know, we live in a we're we're in an era where there's, I think, more good television than bad or or better television than I had growing up mm-hmm. drama wise, you know, and for as good as things are for a show like this to come in and not be over overly fancy there's not an outrageous concept it's just about like all the ugly family ugly beautiful human relationship stuff hanging out with you know it's not even like maybe not the purest most authentic restaurant behind the scenes restaurant experience or maybe it is maybe it is i don't know (laughs) but it is what it's like to hang out with people you love who are wildly different personalities Mm -hmm. and how we all process grief differently. Right. Oh, that's good. I I don't have much to add other than um, I really love the main character. I've loved him since he was on that other show based in Chicago that I can't think of right now. Well, let let me tell you. William H. Macy. He played the lip. 
I don't know, just all the acting in here doesn't seem like acting. It seems like you're just kind of got a glimpse into these people's lives. And for any of you who follow chefs, you know that the restaurant business is brutal. So if you like if you like that and you like being stressed out and also the payoff of love <laughs> and joy is there, it's a roller coaster ride each and every episode. The bear. Yeah. Watch it on what? Where were we watching it on? We were watching it on Hulu. There you go. I'm not sure if it's on FX or something, but Hulu for sure. All right. The Bear. Do you have any questions that you could think we could ask our Instagram following audience about um, that relate to Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse? You know what I would love to know? What would you love to know? I, I want to know if our listeners... Do you want to know what love is? <laughs> no. I want you to show me. <laughs> I want our listeners to tell us if they could be a spider, what type of spider person would they be? Ooh, what would, because each spider person kind of has different special skills too, right? Yeah, however you need to answer that, if you want to like draw it and submit a photo to the Instagram Ooh, we'll share those. Account. Just, but just describe it quickly, you know, like maybe you want to be like spider ice cream man or I don't know. All right, so go to RadioMilwaukee.org, Milwaukee Films Instagram page, find the post for Cinnabuds, and tell us what kind of spider person, creature, character would you be if you were bitten by that very popular radioactive spider? And that, uh, or the Cinnabuds Instagram account. Or Cinnabuds Instagram account. We've got Instagram for days. <laughs> so much Instagram. Well, a multiverse of Instagram. <laughs> Well, I'll, as much as I miss Christopher Pollard, it was very nice to have you here, Mr. Dory Zori, a.k.a. Dwellifant. Thank you. I'm always honored to be here. Always honored to be Cinnabud's fourth or fifth choice to fill in. <laughs> All right. So thank you, everybody. I'm always honored when I know that you guys can hear me right now because you listen to this entire dang podcast. And we have Kiri Salinas to thank for producing the podcast. Thanks to uh, our theme song contributor, Brett Spider-Man Newski. <laughs> Brett Spider- or Spider-Brett. Spider-Brett. He's just Newski now. So Spider-Newski. Spider-Newski. And I'd like to thank our sponsors for Cinnabuds Associated Bank and Eyes on the Lake, I Care and I Wear. But you know, Dwellifant, we couldn't do any of this without our members of both Radio Milwaukee and Milwaukee Film. I'm a member of both. Superstar. Yeah. All right. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week. And as always, maybe go if you can and see a film in a theater. Yeah. Until next time. Love you, Milwaukee. Bye.